Enjoy a moment of relaxing calm with the Vita Health Group Wellbeing series of podcasts to make you feel good, keep you healthy, help you make changes to your life. Vita Health Group is an award-winning market leader and has been at the forefront of healthcare for the past 30 years. Vita Health Group, making people better. Yes, and thanks for joining us. Time for another of the Vita Health Group podcasts. And thanks so much for uh, lending us your ears. I'm Glenn Thompson, and the aim of this series is, of course, to raise awareness of what Vita Health Group has to offer. And to do that, I'm joined on each episode by various experts in their chosen field. Today's episode is all about men's mental health. And uh, we all know that uh, part of the stigma that still exists about mental health for men is that we have a greater difficulty when it comes to talking about uh, our struggles than uh, women do. And to help us uh, tackle today's subject, I'm joined by two guests, Dr. Omar Kaulesa and also James Orkett. Dr. Omar Kaulesa, first of all, uh, you're no stranger to our podcast series. I think this is about the second or third one you've been on now. Hello. Hi. I'm good. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks. Excellent. For uh, anybody who doesn't know what you do, do tell us, what is your uh, background? I'm a clinical psychologist by background, and I work for Vita Health Group um, in our mental health services. Okay, and also joining us on the podcast today is James Orkett. James, uh, you've uh, suffered yourself with mental health issues, haven't you? First of all, hello, how do we find you? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm part of Andy's Man Club. I informed Vita Health Group about uh, the work that AMC do, and they were very keen to promote us, so um, that explains where I am today. And um, I'm also here to just help uh, spread the word and promote good men's mental health. Great. All right, James, well, we uh, look forward to having a chat with you during the course of the podcast today. Dr. Omar Kaleser, first of all, then, I mean, mm. why is it that men have this problem when it comes to talking about not only mental health issues, but we're pretty bad when it comes to visiting the doctor or GP or hospital full stop, aren't we? Why do you think that is? You're absolutely right. And I suppose that's the million dollar question, Glenn, isn't it? It's not that men's mental health or, or mental health needs are dramatically different to that of women. It's just that men tend to struggle with seeking help when they need it the most and talking about their mental health, their emotions, their feelings. And I think... A lot of it is down to maybe societal pressures that we're faced with from the minute we're born. I think men, boys, males are treated very different in society. There is still this expectation that to be a man is to, I suppose, maybe not show emotion, to mm. be strong, to keep things to yourself and not necessarily talk about it. It's not talking about your emotional well-being is not maybe necessarily um, good pub talk. But if you were to walk into the pub and you're perhaps with, you're with your friends and they said, oh, what happened to your arm? Maybe saying, well, I, I hurt myself when I was doing cage fighting is very different to saying, <laughs> well, I was I was up all night with um, my newborn baby and I'm really struggling with work yeah. at the same time. Is it like a macho thing, do you think? That's definitely part of it. How we expect men to be is part of it and how we are amongst each other, amongst other men as well. Okay, let's bring James into the conversation here. James, would you agree with that? Because you, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, had issues, and I I believe you still do have certain issues with uh, mental health. But how long did you suffer before you actually sought some sort of help? I had like numerous uh, spells off with my mental health, but it was 2014 when I actually um, did something about it for the first time. I knew I had issues over the years, but that was when 
I finally snapped and I decided to take action and uh, speak to a doctor about mental health issues that I was experiencing. Omar, I mean, James took the right move there, didn't he, really? He actually did. did something about it. He did, but it sounds like, James, you were struggling for a while before you decided to take that step. That's correct. So uh, when I actually did something about it, I was in my mid-30s. James's experience highlights the, the difference in help-seeking behaviour when you compare men and women. Women are more open, more, uh, more accepting of help and seek help sooner than men. Why do you think, Omar, I mean, mental health, men's mental health particularly, has really come to the fore now, hasn't it? It's been something that we didn't really discuss about five or so years ago. It's really since COVID, I think, as we were all sort of locked down with COVID and mental health really came to the fore, didn't it? Why do you think that was? I think mental health has always been, it's something that we, we all have, and it's always been present. It's just how socially acceptable it is for us to talk about mental health i think that has changed over the years i think the prevailing i suppose attitude of talking about your physical health is widely accepted but mental health has always been it's always i in my opinions played a second fiddle to the um, physical health it's always been the the poor relation if you like i think we're getting more comfortable now talking about mental health because there's an appreciation that one does not exist without the other yeah and james coming back to you when did you first realize that that something wasn't quite right were you feeling depressed fed up with life in general i mean how, what were the first indications for you well continuing on with uh covid as we as you and omar have recently um, mm. discussed my dad passed away in february 2020 before the uk was seriously hit by covid and then a year down the line may 2021 that was the lowest i'd ever felt in my entire life but it wasn't just uh, my dad passing away the pandemic did have a role in my mental health declining so low that it was i'd also recently moved to a a new flat and i also felt that i was taking on far too much work than i could handle and it actually drove me to the brink of suicide and i went to hospital a and e initially but my situation descended to the point where there was no one else to turn to but my mum who lives in essex so you've got the support of your mum, you've got the support of some hospitals and uh, your GP, I'm guessing, as well. And how soon was it, how quickly did you start to feel any sort of improvement in, in your condition? Well, I went to stay with my mum from the beginning of May in 2021, and it was a few days later that I was uh, first seen by the Essex NHS Mental Health Services, who were excellent in helping me to an extent that my condition thankfully improved gradually once again, and that was uh, over the course of a, um, a couple of months. So I was really thankful to uh, them and also the counselling that I received as well during those couple of months and additionally I cannot thank my mum enough for all the support she gave me during the time I was with her. Well I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast um, James's mum you've been a great support and uh, a great backbone for him that's fabulous isn't it really. Omar I know you're very keen to talk about um, men's mental health especially in relation to the family system things Mm. like early fatherhood life changes doesn't it i mean i remember when my first son was born you know i was not 
happy-go-lucky, but um, free and easy to do what I wanted, jump in the car, go off to the pub, do what, whatever. Mm. And, uh, you know, suddenly your family comes along, life changes, and it's a big, it is a big mental health gear shift, isn't it, for a lot of, uh, a lot of young fathers now. It is. It is a huge transition, and I think, I think growing up, whether you're, you're a man or a woman, you, you go through different life cycle stages, and with each stage, you... Uh, experience different demands and challenges and becoming a parent becoming a a first-time father is is one of those and i suppose the reason why it's important to talk about fatherhood and men's mental health is because what we don't appreciate all the time is that the father's mental health can impact on the family system so it's doubly important to ensure that men are looked after in in terms of their mental health and it's it's actually considered when you think about maternity services they're pretty much geared towards the needs of of the mum and women they have been for for years and years and years i remember when i was a first time dad in the early days i was attending all these classes with my wife and i felt like i was a supporting act all the kind of conversations and interventions were geared towards her mm. i felt kind of sidelined and i think what we know is that if you support men during this very critical challenging time they're better placed to support mum and baby as well you do feel a little out on the limb don't you really Mm. as a a young dad what's my position you know suddenly your life changes and that does have quite a fairly heavy mental impact doesn't it oh absolutely and i think what helps is being able to talk about it realizing that you're you're not experiencing something that is abnormal and when you realize that and you find that actually there are other other men that experience in exactly the same types of emotions and experiences that you are it helps validate and normalize what you're going through and that's that's the key thing and sometimes men can feel quite isolated because we don't get linked in we don't get plugged into different support systems where we can talk quite openly and freely mm. to other men so hence you know i think uh, james's experiences of um, andy's man club has been tremendously supportive for him yeah absolutely i, I mean do you meet people like this uh, james at uh, andy's man club you know young fathers that are maybe hitting a bit of a tough time does that happen yes young fathers basically any man over the age of 18 who may be going through some sort of difficulty in their life and uh, myself and andy's man club we're there every monday evening from 7 to 9 p.m to make sure that we're there for them we listen to what they have to say where we can we'll offer support Absolutely. And I've got to ask you, uh, James, are you, are you a dad at all or not yet? Uh, no, no, I've, um, I've yet to experience the joys of fatherhood myself. Although my sister, a few months ago, recently gave birth to her first son, a young boy called Charlie. He's absolutely beautiful kid. Wonderful. So lots of babysitting for you in the future, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, Omar, coming back to you then, the needs of, uh, we've touched on it already, but the needs of women versus men when it comes to mental health, I mean, it's quite different, isn't it? Well, you'd think so. You'd think so. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah. But the reality is, Glenn, that the needs of men aren't too far, aren't dissimilar to that of women. I think where the differences lie is how men cope when they're struggling mm. and their help-seeking behaviour. But... That's not to say that men don't struggle with uh, work-related stress. It doesn't mean they don't struggle with anxiety. They don't feel low at times. Um, they don't feel inadequate. They don't have low self-esteem. All these issues, they're not gender-bound, if you like. Women experience these, so do men. And I think that's important to acknowledge. 
men aren't impervious to these types of experiences. Uh, they're not stronger mentally than women, for instance, so therefore they don't experience them. But where the differences lie is how we cope and how we seek help. Absolutely. And talking of seeking help, I mean, we've highlighted here and his man club, uh, James, that you are part of. We need to point out that that's just one of many, many, many support networks out there. And uh, Vita Health Group aren't linked in any way to and his man club. But we wanted to talk about that today because uh, you're part of that organisation. And that support is vital, isn't it? And let's, let's come back to this subject of talking about how you feel, James. That is so, so vital, isn't it? Absolutely. We now have over 100 Andy's Man Club venues across England, Scotland and Wales, with the additional opportunity for men to meet online if there isn't a group available nearby to them. All groups meet every Monday evening, with the exception of bank holidays from 7 to 9pm, where men can talk about how their week has gone and share anything they may wish to offload. The kettle will always be on, <laughs> and men can have a discussion over a brew, and biscuit should they choose to do so. The groups are led by volunteer facilitators such as myself. We are just ordinary men who have experienced similar issues in our lives to the ones who come through our doors to talk about whatever storms they may be currently facing. Keen to point out, obviously, that other support groups offer a similar help and uh, support networking as well. I think it's incredible that there's so much more support out there now, yes. um, accessible to men. Um, but James, I just wanted to ask you, when you were seeking your support in yes. your experience, what aspects or what support did you find most valuable? It was the majority of home visits from Essex. Uh, I was in Essex at the time. So so basically, where I lived with my mum, it was fairly remote. So Essex NHS came and did like home visits. So the majority of those were really helpful. Mm. And um, as a result of these home visits, once those ended, I received some counselling sessions a few weeks uh, later. And the counselling sessions I received were really good. All right, well, thanks for that, uh, James. Omar, uh, coming back to you again, huge numbers we see of youngsters, young men, you know, in their teens, even school age, uh, Mm. teenage boys into their 20s, a lot of mental health issues there now, and suicide numbers are quite high, worryingly high, aren't they? Why have we come to this now, do you think? We've shed much more light on on this issue over the years, and I think... There are critical periods growing up, such as teenagehood and early early adulthood, which many, not just men, but women as well, males particularly find stressful. And we know it's a critical period, so there's various risk factors involved as well when it comes to suicide. So we know more about it now, and it's much more in the media, mm. and we're able to talk about it as well. So I think it's underlined, if you like. And you mentioned COVID earlier on in the podcast. Mm. And I think it's safe to say we all struggled during yeah, COVID. Yeah. It was it was a way of life that we we hadn't ever experienced before and, and hopefully we never will. In the beginning, it was a bit of a novelty, wasn't it? Because we were all locked away. We thought, yeah, this is quite cosy. But, <laughs> you know, a couple of months in, three, four months in, that's when the issue started. You thought, I, oh, God, I, I, is yeah. there any end to this? Can exactly. I get out of my property? I want to I want to see some something different other than the four walls that surround me. Well, that's it. Eventually, it started to just erode everyone's uh, mental well-being because the way we, we were living was totally changed. We are seeing the fallout from that. Mm. I think the younger generation, our children of school age, 
we're going to be seeing more of the um, the consequences of that in years to come. And have mental health issues, particularly among men, has it always been there? Because if I cast my mind back to when I was at school and in my 20s and 30s, it didn't seem to be so much of an issue. I'm sure it was, but it was hidden away more. Has it always been there? Yeah, if you can acknowledge you've always had health. Mm. So you've always had mental health. And I think what has changed is not necessarily its prevalence, but its acceptance and our ability to talk about it. So it's it's always been present. You know, you speak to some people of a certain generation and they might say, well, oh, this depression never used to exist when I was mm. when I was young. You know, people didn't get depressed. Everyone's depressed nowadays. You know, you get these very unhelpful attitudes. But the reality is conditions like depression, like stress, like anxiety have always been there. What's changed is society's perception and acceptance of them and therefore our ability to talk about it and explore it. But people suffered in silence, I would say. James, I'm guessing you'd agree with that. Absolutely. At Andy's Man Club, we've actually identified that suicide is the biggest killer of men under 50 years of age, which equates to one man every two hours. And Andy's Man Club actually takes its name from a young man named Andrew Roberts, who sadly died by suicide in April 2016 at the age of just 23. Wow. Very young Mm. indeed, isn't it? Very young. And let's come back and uh, finish uh, the podcast today on a positive note then. And the positive outcomes for yourself, James, as we've established earlier, you've suffered mental health issues. What positive outcomes have you had since going to something like Andy's Man Club, the support network you use and uh, are part of now? It's really uplifted me and it's um, opened up new pathways. Where I am, I'm one of the uh, facilitators, so I actually uh, lead the sessions on some occasions. And I've also delivered uh, presentations on uh, AMC to uh, various organisations in London. And more recently, we did some promotional work at uh, Saracen's Rugby Ground, so really got to spread the uh, word out there, which was uh, really good to do. As I say, it's opened up so many opportunities and they just keep coming. I feel really proud to be a part of Values Man Club and helping to spread the word. That's great. I mean, you've been through this. You know what it's like. For anybody listening to the podcast today, James, they're having problems. You know, they're uh, having mental health issues. They're not sure which way to turn. What would you say to them? Obviously, there is the Samaritans, which uh, is 116123, and they're always available 24-7. And if they'd like to know more about Andy's Man Club, uh, feel free to visit the website, andysmanclub.co.uk Andy's Man Club, all one word. There are lots of other men's mental health support groups out there, so there's plenty of uh, options available. Omar, would you say the first port of call would be maybe to talk to your doctor, your GP? Oftentimes it is, but it doesn't have to be, so that is definitely one, one route if you're looking to, I suppose, explore your options and, and start the support process Mm. speak to your gp however you can go online and you can search for example if you wanted to look for your local mental health service you can self-refer to so you don't even have to speak to your gp you can go online if you were to type in perhaps vita health group uh, mental health support you'll come across the relevant website and you Mm. can refer yourself by completing an online referral form 
You work in this field, Omar, a lot, full-time, don't you? I mean, what are the common problems that you see with mental health to do with men? I mean, what is the common thread that comes through to you? One of the most common ones is low mood. Men struggling with managing their mood that might be fluctuating according to on a day-to-day basis, depending on what stresses they've got going on. Maybe it's work-related stress, family-related stress, financial worries, housing issues, employment support. So all these factors, all these social factors affect our mood, affect our internal world. So we see a lot of low mood. We see a lot of worry. We see a lot of worry about the future um, as well. In other words, anxiety. So and I'm, I'm guessing as well with uh, the cost of living crisis, the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of people are finding it tough at the moment financially, that adds to it, doesn't it? It does. It does. I think everyone's feeling the pinch and um, people that were struggling before are yeah are struggling even more now and i think life has changed you know over the years you know glenn you were talking about how when you were younger you didn't perhaps weren't as aware Mm. of men's mental health it just wasn't talked about and i think like i was mentioning before it did exist it just wasn't talked about i think also what another thing we need to consider is that life has changed quite considerably for example if we look at the stresses that young people teenagers are exposed to nowadays you've got issues around cyberbullying for instance when i was younger that just didn't exist so life has changed and with that there's more challenges and there's more stresses that our young people are exposed to as well that we need to consider yeah your parents used to say oh pull yourself together don't be so stupid but i mean that's not the thing to say is it if you've got an issue and you go to your parents and that's what they say to you that's not what you want to hear is it (laughs) no it's it's not and actually you're not going to go back to them are you so yeah Exactly. All right. And once again, the importance, Omar, of of talking about it and uh, seeking help immediately that you feel that something isn't quite right. I think so. Yes, exactly. It's bearing in mind that you're looking after yourself to continue looking after others as well. If you're a dad, if you're in a family or even if you're not, actually your well-being, if you were struggling with a physical illness, if you had an infection, if you had um, a sprain or or a broken bone, Mm -hmm. you would seek support. You would seek support. You would get that sorted your mental health is no different. If we start to think about health in this way, and if we start to give mental health, I suppose, the parity to our physical health, we will start to look after it in a different way. So yes, I think talking, seeking support is key here. And there's many ways to do it as well. That's the one thing that's uh, really shone through on this podcast is do talk about the way you are and the way you're feeling. So, so important. All right, well, gentlemen, a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Omar Kaulis, if anybody wants more detail as to how Vita Health Group might be able to help them with uh, mental health issues, particularly as that's what today's podcast has been all about, uh, how do they go about that? The best way to get support is to go onto Google, type in mental health support or Vita Health Group, and you'll find the relevant service for your local area. Go onto the website and then you can either call the number mm-hmm. or fill out an online referral form. It's up to you. Wonderful. And also, uh, James, James Orchid's been with us today as well. James, thank you so much for your time. You've been really inspirational on our podcast today. And just I want to point out again, from an organisational point of view, we uh, must uh, point out that Vita are not linked with Andy's Man Club. They're just one of the many support networks available. But the network, of course, that uh, our guest James Orchid has used in the past and continues to do so. James, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast Today, and also Dr. Omar Kalasa, of course, uh, talking today about men's mental health. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you very thank much you indeed. Great. Thank you for listening to this Making People Better podcast, part of the Wellbeing series from Vita Health Group. 
Improving your lives physically and mentally drives everything we do and getting you back to doing what you love is our priority. Vita Health Group, making people better. www.vitahealthgroup.co.uk We'll be right back. 